which I'm sure is what a lot of uh, our listeners wish would happen to me, but that's not going to because I drink cauliflower juice. Padded Room Podcast Radio Network, you motherfuckers. My name is Darian. I am back in the house. I'm a little under the weather, inmates. Bear with me if I sound a little scratchy or a little nasally or a little uh, like I got some nasal seepage or something like that or mucus, like I, like I came out of the mucus commercial where they're tag team wrestling each other. I've, I feel okay, but I realize that I sound a little worse for the wear. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Uh, Monica is here. Monica, how are you feeling, baby doll? I feel fine right now. You look good. <laughs> yeah. You look tired. I am so tired. Why are you tired? I... You out partying last night? <laughs> no. Yes. No! Which concert did you go to? I... Uh, hold on. Let me... I let have me. to get up at four to go to work. Uh, Danger, Danger. <laughs> which which long forgotten... <laughs> which oh long forgotten God. 80s band did you uh, spend all night partying with last I night? I would... I would like it to be rat. Rat? Uh, what, uh, I, I don't even know. Uh, panther? Kitten? Uh, steel kitten? Steel panther? Cool. I don't know. I'm just I... shit up at this point. <laughs> right on, man. Well, I get up at four every day, too. Yeah. To, to go to work. I, oh, but, yeah, the minute I walk in the door, like, I have to drive home, hopefully, you know, before the light goes away right i walk in the door i get slammed by four giants of course and then i can't even like i can't even go to the bathroom like i have to change my coat yeah and then take them to the park and we got to do our laps right and i'm like oh okay they were good dogs yesterday no i flip on the light in the garage they somehow managed to jump over the fence that we built higher. Okay. There's like a little corner like this that two of them can fit through. Right. So they hopped over, uh, ripped everything off the counters. Oh, no. Chewed up a brand new bag of paper towels. Oh, no. Chewed up the pizza box. I'm like, why? Nope. Nope. Why? See, my dogs aren't that smart. Your dogs are big and they're smart, which is a dangerous combo. Yes! Mine are like medium and they're dumb as shit. They wouldn't figure out that whole uh, oh my God. getting through there that they can fit through there. They would just stare at it all day. Oh, we're going to get through there. Oh, you figure it out. Oh, you figure it out. I, I can't believe they do it to me. That's why I, get, that's why I got boxers. Boxers oh can't figure, figure themselves out. 
<laughs> like now I got the spray, the that lemon alcohol spray that yeah. you spray on your furniture. Yeah. So they haven't been chewing on the new couch we got. Okay. So that's a good thing. Well, hopefully that works. Yeah, till they get mad at me. Of course. <laughs> See, you're, they're mean too. Yeah. Vindictive. Yeah, they you are. Bitch. Yeah, exactly. You left us here alone again. Exactly. To the couch. Yeah. God damn it, man. <laughs> At a certain uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to reason with you because uh, I've already tried and it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, all right, inmates, I got a quick announcement to make. Hopefully, you guys have heard the news, but I'll go ahead and make it official anyway. Our old friend Cake Wolf has made his dramatic return to the Padded Room Network. Yeah. How cool is that? He's bringing us the best in the horror gaming uh, reviews in uh, actual play podcast. He's already got a new episode out. I don't know if you guys have have noticed that or not, but it's out there. And he's going to be rolling them out every week with the occasional movie review uh, drizzled in there for your listening delights. So let's all welcome Cake Wolf back to the fold. And let's get to some horror news, Miss Monica. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Horror news. You're chewing gum right now, aren't you? No. Yes, I think you are. I'm not. I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna notice and they're gonna zero in on you. Are you chewing gum? Yes or no? Be honest with me. Oh, there it is. No, I'm not. (laughs) I always take it out before the live show. Uh huh. It's out. I don't care. I'm just saying, if you want to avoid some hurtful emails uh, next week, it would be a good idea. I don't even know. Like, I stick it under my tongue. Oh, they can hear it, man. Oh, my god. They can goodness. hear it flopping around. What do you got for horror news for me, uh, kiddo? Well, I skimmed through a lot of stuff that you're probably going to go over, but this one was a little disturbing to me. Okay. So, the posters are up for a movie coming out called The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh, lovely. Why? I feel like it might be a little too soon. Still, and I realize it's, gonna it's be been like X, I mean, it's going to be R-rated. Of course, for the bloody violence, they said. But uh, I just like I can handle, you know, like the Kurt Cobain, right? Whatever. But this one just seems like it's going to be a little. Ugh. Well, I mean, what do you say? You were going to make that movie? Do you depict OJ killing? uh nicole brown simpson or do you i don't i don't know how you do it do you leave like do you leave the door open uh metaphorically like oh you see somebody walking into the house and then she's almost decapitated yeah because like is there a lawsuit involved in this you would think there would be if we insinuate you would would think there would be i don't know i don't know but it's they said it's coming soon okay uh i don't know when they didn't have a release date i don't know about (laughs) this man but i almost feel like i'm gonna be left feeling like uh when i watched martyrs for the first time i'm gonna feel like that Ooh, and then how far do you go with that you know do you do you show all of the uh the violence and the brutality or do you i mean yeah like how do they know like did they get pictures there are or? pictures yeah you can you, they're not hard to find you can find them both mm. him and, uh nicole brown simpson and ronald goldman they yeah. are uh ugly 
my dear. Huh. To say the least. I just, like, I do remember they said all the blood, so yes. I'm just like... <laughs> it could, I mean, depending on how far they want to go. There, if they, You said they're already doing an R rating on this? Yes, it's already rated R. So, yeah. But, it, like, where is this going to come out at? I can't imagine the movie theaters are going to... I guess Play it this. depends on which company picks it up for distribution. Oh, okay. You know? Because if it's like a uncorked or a accelerator or a, you know. Yeah. I'll I mean, look and see who I, is I hope gonna... it's made by the asylum because then it would just. No. <laughs> Nicole Brownado. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no. Right on, man. What else you got? Uh, that's all I got. I left it all for you no, guys. good But Lord. it's only two of us, so. Well, I guess it's just all, it's all up to me, Monica. Yeah. It's all up to me. All right. Uh, Keith Thomas will be directing a new Firestarter adaptation for Bloomhouse. I saw this. I feel like we may be beating the Stephen King drum a little too hard here, boys and girls. Because as soon as one of these things tanks, which is bound to happen sooner or later, then the toilet's going to get flushed on the rest of them. So I feel like mm. maybe we just need to pump the brakes a little. We got lucky with it, it chapter two. Doctor Sleep was pretty dope. Pet Cemetery was hit and miss for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> most uh, what uh, mostly miss, I guess. I don't know. I uh, see. I liked that one. With Pet Cemetery, <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. <laughs> that one was for me. A lot of people really upset about that shit. Uh, and I feel like maybe we should just pump the brakes a little bit here, kids. Just saying. Hmm. Or if we are going to continue with the uh, Stephen King remakes, let's leave them up to uh, Mike Flanagan. He seems to do a pretty good job uh, with uh, Gerald's Game and uh, Dr. Sleep. And uh, I feel like there's another one out there that is escaping me at the moment. (laughs) Does the name Devin Sawa ring any bells there? Well, I don't know. He was the star of the original Final Destination movie. He was also in that Eminem video. Uh, he is set to star in a movie called Death Rider, which is Glenn Danzig's vampire spaghetti western. <gasps> oh, I saw some of this. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, so, I got to get my hands on that <clears throat> Verotic movie, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. It's Glenn Danzig's uh, directorial debut. And oh, okay. From what I understand, it is it's po- quite possibly uh, so bad it's good. Oh, but it's what's not disputed is that it's really bad. Okay, so I'm um, I got to find that first. I got to track that one down. Okay, then we got to see about this big vampire spaghetti western business. I'll get on that. I'll okay, set sail that. for that. While you're on the uh, the pirate ship, there Netflix's Dracula uh, series is going to premiere January fourth. This is some kind of a co-op situation between Netflix and BBC. So. Oh. Uh, hopefully we go with a gothic horror situation and not some goddamn romantic thing. Hmm. I mean, it's Dracula. We could do a little bit of romance in there, but let's not get all sparkly with it. You know, do we know who's the actor yet? Yeah, I don't. uh, Nobody famous. Nobody that I. Nobody whose name I would. Oh, he better be good looking. I bet he's huge in uh, uh, England. Whatever it is, (laughs) wherever, wherever you're from, I don't know. Uh, we got that. Hey, man. This, this is some freaky shit. There has been a recent Mothman sighting. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. It's the Mothman. Oh, boy. Who's your Mothman? 
I'm the Mothman. We're the Mothman. Chicago O'Hare Airport, my dear. Oh, of course. Now, according to the legend, the Mothman is some kind of a harbinger of disaster. So, if you have travel plans uh, around about the holidays, stay the fuck away from Chicago O'Hare Airport. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Last time he showed up, a goddamn bridge collapsed. Killed, like, three people. Where was this? That was at uh, Point Pleasant, uh, Virginia. Huh. Didn't you see the Mothman prophecies? The movie? Yeah. Yeah, I saw True the story with Richard Gere <laughs> and uh, Will Patton. And that was a true story? Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean. Okay. I'll have the, to look into that, too. It's, it's uh, well, I mean, the but the truth is, you got to put your, your thinking hat on because you got to wonder, is the true story really true? Because there's some pretty uh, wacky, wacky uh, claims being made there. All right, anyway. Is no- this what I'm looking for? Uh, I believe so. Veronica? I believe that is it. Okay. Is it saleable? I don't know. I'm just looking to make sure I find... I'm I'm going to find the right one. Or if you just IMDB Glenn Danzig, I'm sure it'll pop right up. Yeah, that's the one that came up. Excellent. Yay! Does the name Alex Ross Perry ring any bells? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. No idea, actually, to be honest with you. But since we're already talking about uh, the Stephen King train, he has just signed with MGM for a remake of which Stephen King movie do you suppose, Monica? Oh, lordy. One of your favorites, I'll tell you that. You're probably going to be pissed off when I tell you which one it is. Well, it's not thinner. No? <sighs> Storm of the centuries. No. What am I... <gasps> uh... Oh, boy. Original was directed by George Romero, if that helps any. Oh! <laughs> Damn it! Stars Timothy Hutton, Michael Rooker. Uh, yeah, uh, The Dark Half. Yes! Jeez. Are you ready for a remake of The Dark Half? Only if somebody hot is in there. Who would you cast in the Timothy Hutton role? Tom Hardy. Oh, right, then. You can't have a big buff guy. <laughs> And be like, Yo, would you would you go put the rock in oh, there? No, 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 no. I would put uh, Ben Barnes in there. Who the hell's Ben Barnes? The Punisher guy, the uh, his enemy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah that makes sense. He's uh, he's tall and lean, and like handsome. Timothy. Hutton. And he could he could probably play a writer. You yeah. Know? You you slap some glasses on him. Mm-hmm. Put like a college professor jacket. You know, with the totally. There you go. I'll do. Yeah. A, I'll do a Ben Barnes. I'll go with you on that one. Uh, so there, there you go. Dark half remake. So we are just kicking out the Stephen King uh, whirlwind. All right. So there you go. If if you haven't already had enough with uh, Castle Rock, (laughs) the recent string of remakes, we're just going to keep throwing them right at your face. Okay. I want to see a remake. If I had to pick a Stephen King uh, remake slash new adaptation, what about Christine? I'll do Christine. Am I keeping you awake? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> Christine. I would go Christine because I feel huh? like with today's uh, uh, special effects, we could do a lot more with that car. And I wouldn't want them to change the car. Well, no, I would still have, want an old classic you need car. The, you need the Plymouth Fury yes. in there. It would be stupid if they tried to make it like a Dodge Viper. Oh, my God. Some kind of fucking Mustang. Yeah, well, I can see some millennial out there yeah. trying to do well, that. Some little rice rocket yeah. situation. Just like they remade the... The Death Car movie, remember? The Death Car? Oh, The Car. Yeah. Well, that was, wasn't that supposed to be a sequel? I never watched that one. 
Uh, I was all brand new cars killing people. Eh, so who gives a shit? All right, that's all we got on the horror news, maniacs. Let's do ourselves a little listener mail. Oh boy. Listener mail. Oh, we got emails and voicemails and all kinds of shenanigans. Let's get right down to Houston, Texas with our main man, Lance, the Horror Returns podcast. Hi, Lance. If you're not listening to the Horror Returns, then I don't know what your problem is. Really, I don't because, uh, wait, wait, you don't have time? Yes, you do. Yes, you do have time. I know I know this for a fact. I've seen your, your social <laughs> schedule. So go ahead and listen to that and quit being a dick about it. All right, here comes Lance. Subject line, Eminem and Critters slash Witches. Oh, Jesus. He's jumping right to the Terror Dome. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that, Lance. Hold on. Okay. All right. Now I'm ready. All right, guys. Let me tell you how this goes down. Let's face it. If anyone really needs to get laid, it's Michael Myers. I mean, how many hot and sexy chicks at this poor schlump chase down to kill with nary so much as a blowjob so this dumb fuck gets more excitement out of seeing them scream in terror and die at his hands than rubbing one out no wonder he wants to kill everyone in sight so when a very sexy and completely feminine and not boyish at all sophia batella shows up and starts to seduce him if he's even able to get his cock out of his pants before exploding he's going to be putty in her hands and as soon as she has him naked and vulnerable it's all over well, that's two for the mummy. I'll tell you that right now. The witches are always good going to defeat the critters. I mean, all they have to do is turn them into mice and stomp on them. Game over. Lance from Texas. Okay, Lance. Beautiful, Lance. That's using the noodle right there. Uh, let's see who's up next here. Let's go to uh, Sydney, Australia. Here comes Tim. Hi, Tim. Subject line, almost forgot, I agree with Monica, The Shed was a decent film. Darian, you like The Mummy, you have no say. <laughs> I, I didn't say I hated The Shed, I just felt like it was, it's, it's fine. It's it all right. was a fun movie. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it, man. I'm not, I'm not doing jumping jacks like Monica is. but That's one that your kids can watch too. Um, eh. Well, I mean, they've both seen worse, so <laughs> I don't know that they'll, uh, it'll catch you know, keep their attention or anything, but it's worth a shot. Uh, how about we shoot up to Billings, Montana? Here comes Ermagersh. Hello there. Ermagersh. Guess who's back, back again. It's kind of like an old played out Eminem song, but f- what would one expect coming from a living, breathing case of gonohisperia syphilitis? What's the good word, gang? Missed out a couple of weeks speaking to my favorite podcasters. Speaking of which, you know, in all honesty, of all the podcasts that are done in Darian's house that are called The Padded Room, your hands down my favorite, easily. Well, thank you very much, I think. Yeah. Because this is really the only podcast that is done in my house. <laughs> so for that... Um, are you cheating behind our backs? I don't know what he's doing. I, don't, I, I think he just insulted us, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some research and get back to you on that. Uh, I haven't really done a lot of watching anything as of late, but I feel I have something to contribute to the lovely show. More than more on that in a minute. I do really need to watch the new documentary on Henry Lee Lucas on Netflix. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I've read it to be pretty solid. Also need to watch The Irishman. Not exactly horror, but because Sherry is Irish, I figure I better try to figure out when and where she's going to end me. Need little clues as to when I need to cut and haul ass. I've been busy trying to get my design business back up and running again. Threw it to the wayside a long time ago. Just didn't care. A guy at work has gotten into RC car racing and asked me to help him do a design work on the paint layout for it. Reinvigorated the love of artistry, so been busy doing that. Very cool. Now for my contribution. While working on said project, obviously you need music of some sort, I had read about this band called Ice Nine Kills quite some time ago, but never paid them no mind. The past few weeks I have had this band on constant loop. I initially was turned off by the fact that the radio kept playing a grave mistake over and over and over and over. To be honest with you, I'm about sick of that song too, Gersh. But after some listens to the rest of this album, I can solidly say that this is just my opinion, that it one of my picks for album of the year. Plus the video, the videos that have all been released for it all play out like anthology. Mind you, one should figure out the order they go in. But once that's done, you're probably looking at about 30 to 45 minutes of entertainment. It's definitely Gersh approved. Maybe I just might give some of my thoughts on music I have been listening to in future emails. If you guys are okay with that, of course. Gotta go. These damn cars aren't going to write their own estimates. Mm. Later, my lovelies. Gersh. Later. Oh, by the way, a picture of Brenna when she is interviewing you, Darian, came across my feed the other day. I showed it to her. She rolled her eyes as a typical 15-year-old would, but said to say hey. So, hey from Brenna. Hey, Brenna. Hey. Very cool, Gersh. I remember that. She, but back in the day, her, his daughter Brenna had a podcast, and she interviewed oh, me for it. And that cool. was a lot of fun. So, right, right on, Irma Gersh. Uh, thanks for writing in, amigo. And tell Brenna we said what's up. And we have a voicemail here from the one and only uh, tow truck of people that call into the podcast. All the way from beautiful Alabama, I give you Alan Cha Cha. What's going on, Alan? Because people are calling to your podcast. All right. I painted some red so I can have more DACA. Okay. Darian will get that. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody's doing good. Uh, Teradome, give me the um, the money, and of course, I'm taking the witches. Okay. Because fuck the Christ. Anyway, uh, as far as like being the guy, your team of psychos had to take him or whatever. Dude, you're my homie. If you came and you were like, Alan, you, you got to stop doing these bullshit. <laughs> um, you know, I had that simple team. I'd probably be like, well, um, okay. Or I'd invite you to join my team. I mean, seriously, it really wouldn't want to take you out. And as far as me getting my eye poked out, I mean, hey, cool. I got a, I a sick fucking ass iPad. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's. All kind of advantages to that. Of course. Anyway, I don't remember the Monica stuff. Um, got no clue. It's a tough one. I'll hope get, everybody has a good one. Uh, Christmas comes up soon. I hope everybody has a good Christmas. Uh, New Year's, all that good shit. Wicked Wednesdays will be returning. All right. Um, I think we're all talking about General Butt Naked Ooh. or the Iceman. Or some other shit. Anyway, that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Right on, Bye-bye. Alan. Thanks for calling in, amigo. Uh, that's some scary shit, man. Do you know who General Butt Naked is? No. He is a bad motherfucker. 
in uh, what is it, Nigeria or Liberia, I believe. There's all these warlords, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't really. There's really no government or infrastructure <clears throat> over there. So they just start kidnapping kids and forcing them to fight in their armies. And because they're all constantly at war with each other, most of them were kidnapped themselves. So they don't know their birth names or anything. So they oh. just kind of pick out their own names. Uh-huh. Like you'll have like General Mosquito and then his enemy will be General Mosquito Spray. And um, the 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 thing about General Butt Naked is he would just rip his clothes off before they would go to war, uh-huh. and he would just fight dudes naked. Oh, but his his army it, it, they were known as General <clears throat> Butt Naked and the Tupac Army. Oh, because they pirated a shipment of uh, like old shirts that were oh my being god, sent, and they all have two Tupac Shakur on them. They <laughs> were being sent to like disposal. Like some kind of disposal plant in Africa. <laughs> so now all of his boy soldiers are wearing Tupac Shakur shirts, and he's running around butt naked fighting. Oh. Fighting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. There's a whole situation over there. That I think that was, that was like back in the early 2000s, though. Wow. His real name, I think, is Joshua Leahy or something like that. He found out later after he like reformed himself and quit doing the uh, the eating people and stuff oh. like that. Anyway, I'll let Alan and uh, Shelley cover that story. Uh, that's all we have on the listener mail, kiddo. Do you have anything for Alan, Irma Gersh, Tim, or Lance? Thanks, guys. Thank you guys very much for writing and yeah, calling in. Thank you for staying with us. Absolutely. Hope you guys have a happy holidays. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, tell us what movies you watched. Chime in on immersion therapy. Vote in the Terra Dome. Or try to coerce Miss Monica into taking her shirt off. Mm-hmm. The way to do it is area code... <laughs> build a French fry house. Build her a French... I tried. I can't, <laughs> you, fr- the French fries here in Reno are hard to come by these days, okay? Seriously, I tried to get some at McDonald's. They want to charge me $45 for a large. Not the extra large or the super size. That was just a large. I'm thinking I'm going to get Monica's shirt off, buy her, build her a nice little fr- fry hut. No way. No way. That's a $200 operation. Uh, area code 775-387-0275 or the email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com are you ready to get into a movie dude? oh yes this is gonna be a rough fucking night for me cause I'm gonna be all over the place Psycho Bunny Death Cult going live right now I came across an empty cabin about a mile east of here are you out here Alone? No. No longer a God-fearing woman. Hmm? I don't suspect God has much business out here. We got new neighbors. What are they like? A little funny. Funny? Nervous. Is there a church nearby? Not enough people around here yet. How many? Four. Is that what we look like to them? A little flickering light in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes in the rain. Well, I tend to get a bit restless. What do you think of them? It's nice to have people close. This land is funny, you know. The wind never stops. It plays tricks on your mind. What's this? It's nothing. 
You don't need to be filling your head with stuff like this. I've seen something. I hear it too, whispering. You remember how many graves you passed on the way here. This place is wrong. No one's here but us. No. Amara Dammer's soul. Amadon, the destroyer. So Covenant, bringer of jealous thoughts. Messimus, Prince of Pestilence. There is nothing out there! Your mind's looking for things to worry about. Yeah, where are you at? What time is it? That's right, inmates. It's The Wind from 2018. Mm -hmm. This one came in at 5.5 stars on IMDb. Uh, Is directed by Mm -hmm. Emma Tammy and written by Teresa Sutherland. Stars Caitlin Gerard, Julia Goldani, and Ashley Zuckerman. Mm -hmm. Now, we're in the Wild West here, or the West, I guess. I guess you can't really call this the Wild West, can you? Because well, no. really, it's just a big open field. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, this movie could have taken place in the 80s or 90s or wherever. Because there's only four people in the whole movie. Yeah. Well, five, technically. There's a preacher running around. But we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we got is like a little house on the prairie set up. We got mm-hmm. uh, a guy and his wife living alone on the prairie. And it's yeah. fucking lonely. I would go crazy living in that house. Really? Yeah. What do you did nothing to do there all day? Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. You're in the you're in the West, so you got to like get up and tend the crops and roundhouse the chickens or whatever you well, do. Well, if don't know. my husband over there is Tom Hardy, oh my God, I wouldn't want to leave anywhere. We need to do one on Rendezvous about the Donner Party slash Wendigo. I'm gonna look that up. Odd Mother, because that sounds pretty dope. And we're actually about an hour away from where mm-hmm. the Donner Party incident actually happened. So yeah. if you want us to, we'll go up to Donner Pass. And, mm-hmm. well, we're not doing it now because it's like 12 feet of snow up there and it's cold as fuck outside. So, oh, no. Yeah. But this summer, there's a lake. There's Donner Lake up there. Uh-huh. Uh, Monica can go get a tan and I can mm-hmm. uh, drown my kids that are right outside the door <laughs> making a lot of noise. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so we're out on the prairie we got these mm-hmm. two people living by themselves they get all excited when another family moves into a cabin about a mile away that's their closest neighbor a mile away so they're like all fired up about this now that is kind of like the backstory the movie actually opens with a pretty intense scene of a young lady walking out of the first cabin Covered in blood, mm-hmm. holding a baby, something that she's holding mm-hmm. something in the style of a baby, and she's covered in blood, and she's like shell shocked. There's two dudes standing outside, and they're like, "Wait, what happened?" And then she hands off the baby, and they're like, "Oh fuck, baby's dead, right? Obviously, and she's covered in blood. So there's a good chance that whoever." I don't think the baby came out of her because if it did, then you probably wouldn't be walking around like that. Uh, but she clearly delivered a baby, possibly. So, and then immediately from from there, we cut to a funeral scene, 
in which uh, the two guys that we recognize from the ones being right outside the door are now burying a third young lady mm-hmm. with the dead baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, that young lady has like half her head off. Yeah. So I don't think that happens during childbirth normally. Mm-mm. I have two kids. My wife still has a whole head. <laughs> So I know, I know there's other young ladies out there that have given birth. Mostly they have their whole heads on afterwards. I know it's very intense, but I, I don't know. The female body is a complete mystery to me, so it could go either way, I guess. All right, so that's pretty gnarly. Now, this is the real motherfucker, okay? Because right after the funeral, uh, the two guys are like, hey, man, we got we to gotta go ahead and take off. We got to go to town and stuff. So they leave the first young lady. Her name is Lizzie. We're going to find out. They're by herself. They're going to be gone a couple of days. She is stuck on the prairie in this cabin all alone for a couple of days after just uh, delivering a baby mm-hmm. and possibly uh, murdering a young lady or something. But just before they leave, she grabs one of them, who we're going to find out is her husband, Isaac, and she's like, hey... How did she get my gun? How did she get my gun? So right right now, we're immediately thinking that um, some kind of a suicide, right? Yes. Right, off, right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's pretty gnarly. Now we're going to cut to... that, Dude, this movie is all over the fucking place. And I'm going to do my very best to break this down for you, but it is going to be difficult. Because mm-hmm. right now, we're going to cut to a flashback, okay? Uh, probably about a year before when the second family moved in. Second family, it's not a family, it's just a couple, Gideon and Emma. Uh, These two are city folk. And I don't know what the hell they were thinking buying this cabin because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing going on. And Gideon has no idea about farming or hunting Mm -hmm. or anything, really. But I don't know. And we never really got into the point of them buying this cabin. I thought somebody left it for them. It could be. Yeah, That's the best thing I could come up with. Because I don't know why else they would be there. It looks miserable, and they look miserable from the time they moved in. But it's a free house. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, uh, the first couple, Lizzie and Isaac, are all excited because they finally have neighbors. And they're like, oh, there's somebody over there. we got to invite them over for dinner. We have something to look at besides tumbleweed for five minutes. It's going to be great. <laughs> so we invite them over for dinner. We get to know the second couple, Emma and Gideon, for a minute. <clears throat> A little bit on the skittish side. Mm -hmm. Like I said, city folk, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but they're not really cut out for prairie, high plains living in the Old West, I guess. Because Gideon doesn't have any farm equipment. I don't know that he would know what to do with it. Uh, Emma's like, oh, this is really nice out here. Mm." She doesn't even know how to cook. She doesn't know how to cook anything. (laughs) They clearly came from a lot of money because they have like a lot of trunks and clothes and stuff. Emma brought a bunch of books with her. That's going to come into play in a minute. Uh, During this little get-to-know-you phase, uh, they discuss Lizzie and um, Isaac discuss, you know, what brought them there. And Emma asks if they have any kids. And they're like, well, Lizzie's like, well, we did have one once. And then Isaac like cuts her off and he's like, uh, it was not meant to be. The Lord didn't want us to have a kid or something like that. So we're led to believe off the get go that Lizzie and Isaac miscarried at some point or had a baby that was stillborn. And Emma and Gideon uh, have not. So that's exciting. Now, from there, we're going to cut back to present day. Where Lizzie is, well, Old West present day, where Lizzie is by herself for a couple of days out on the range. Uh, first thing, now, 
fucking fuck, man. This is bad business to begin with because there's some weird shit going on at night, number one. Number two, uh, life on the range is pretty dangerous just by yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, without all this weird shit. And on top of that, she just went through a traumatic of, event of delivering a stillborn baby out of a corpse. So she may be having a screw or two loose at this point. Uh, she's out doing the laundry one day, putting clothes on the clothesline, as one should do in the Old West. Uh, peeks behind the clothes that she put up, and it's Pennywise the Clown standing there. And he gives her one of these. And she's like, get the fuck, what? No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't really Pen, but that would be that would be some scary shit on the range. You see a fucking clown out there for no reason? It wasn't Pennywise a clown. I just made that up. It's actually uh, a couple of wolves. Mm-hmm. Now, I could be wrong, and I don't know anything about wolves, but I don't think they're indigenous to, like, prairies and plains, are they? I thought it was, like, mostly forests and wooded areas. Yeah, they come down for food, but they don't act like what? These wolves yeah. do? Because these ones were, like, ready to chew on Lizzie's ass. They're, like, gr- snipping and growling. And I imagine this is a lot like what, what happens at Monica's house when she comes home from work every day. <laughs> so she, like, runs in, slams the door, and they start j- slamming themselves into the door trying to get in. Right? She's got a double-barrel shotgun, mm-hmm. which is something you should probably look into. <laughs> and as one of them kind of comes in, she shoots at it through the door and she hears it hit the ground like she got it. So she opens the door very cautiously. Mm-hmm. There's no wolf out there. There's no dead wolf. What there is is a dead lamb. So they apparently had a lamb uh, there on the old yeah. homestead. We missed a part. We missed several parts. We missed a serious, important part. What was the serious, important when part? When she went to touch the door, the wolf uh, scratched her. She did get, get a scratch, though. Yes. yes. But when she actually opened the door... Now, this is something that Monica brought up as I was talking to her last night. A wolf scratch uh, could lead to an infection that could possibly give hallucinations. Is that correct? Yeah, if you're then if you have like spreads. tetanus, yeah. is what you need a tetanus <laughs> shot after that, right? You get lockjaw, which is not something you want on the range because there's no. I don't think they when even... you get the fever, you start hallucinating. Oh fucking fuck! Yeah, yeah. So infection leads to a fever, a fever, mm-hmm. and then the hallucinations. Yeah, and if you're out on the range, it's one thing if you're watching TV and you have hallucinations because then you're like, this is a great show. But if you're out on the range, it's going to be like, there's 12 tumbleweed instead of nine. Where where did these extra tumbleweed come from? Oh, no, she scratched her. She turned into a werewolf. I don't think she turned into a werewolf, Sherry. I could be wrong, though. This this one is open to a lot of different interpretation. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sherry, or not Sherry, uh, Lizzie in present day has now been scratched by the disappearing wolf. But when she opens the door, the lamb has been uh, mauled to death, and the wolf is gone, which is very scary because, you know, either uh, Lizzie yeah. is, pl- is going uh, crazy or there's some ghost wolves out there that are seriously pissed about everything. Okay, so now we're going to go back to fla- uh, back to flashback land. Uh, we see the relationship. That's what's called, why it's called Supernatural. That's why, what? That's, That's why, why it's, it's called, called Watch, Watch Supernatural. Supernatural. That is a strange sentence, Connor, and I'm not 100% sure what you're talking about. Uh, Regardless, uh, we go back to flashback land, and we get to see the building of the relationship between the two couples. Um, Mm -hmm. I can tell you right off the get-go, Emma wants to have sexual relations with Isaac. Mm -hmm. She wants to do a little husband swapping there. 
I mean, and Damn her. she's not being very subtle about it either, dudes. She's like, you know, mm-hmm. like pouring him water into his mouth. And then yeah. like for her own husband, she's like, here's your water. <laughs> but when it's time for Isaac, she's like, oh, let me get that for you. Ooh, let me wipe your face there for you. And Lizzie's watching this whole thing going, you fucking slut. Yeah, exactly. Now, technically, if I know what Supernatural is. Yeah. It's, I've seen it. It's a good show. Um so what what I thought was kind of funny is that if Emma actually does have sex with Isaac, she quite literally fucked the entire neighborhood. Which I feel like should be like an achievement for being on the range cuz it's only two houses. All right. Yeah, anyway. James, turn the heat on. Turn it on. James. <laughs> It is friggin' freezing in here. And don't get hardwood floors because it'll freeze your whole house. I'm missing my carpet already. Uh, so that's, I mean, I can tell you right now that's that's about to go down. But to be honest with you, if I'm one of those two couples and my wife wants to fuck the neighbor, hey, can I watch? Because it'll be something to do because we got nothing else to do out here. I've read every goddamn book in this five-by-five five cabin that we live in. And uh, I can only watch the tumbleweed blow back and forth so many goddamn times. So, yes, please go fuck the neighbor so that at least maybe I can have five minutes to myself. Hi, Steven. I don't know. What's up, Stevesy? Very interesting. I'm telling you, man. I, w- would you – Would you? how long would it take you before you started playing sex games with the neighbors living out on the, on the range in those two cabins? Oh, well, it depends on what the neighbor looks like. I don't think it does because you would, it. <laughs> it would just happen out of sheer boredom and nothing else. Just fuck. Oh. Yeah, go have sex with the neighbor. I fucked his wife earlier, so go. Oh, right. my I God. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. We're boring ourselves to death. All right, anyway. So that's clearly happening. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know that they've done anything just yet, Emma and Isaac, but... Emma is clearly wanting uh, that dick, so that's kind of creepy. Lizzie knows knows this, too. Uh, now we cut back to present day uh, where the isolation is starting to set in and Lizzie is kind of coming apart at the seams. You can tell because now she's got like the bags under her eyes and she's starting to look a little bit more sullen and withdrawn. She's got a 12-gauge shotgun and it's uh, – hey – you're right, Connor. We should probably stop talking about sex. You wouldn't know what variety was really. Not too many to pick from. That's what I'm saying, Sherry. So, yes, by all means, go, because we have nothing else to do and nobody else to flirt with. So, all right, anyway. Um, she's looking re- really withdrawn. She isn't leaving the house without her shotgun, as she should, because apparently there's some ghost wolves roaming her prairie estate, mm-hmm. uh, flatland, whatever it is. Uh, she tries to go about the daily routine, doing the dishes. Uh, she still has a bunch of fucking blood all over the house from the previous miscarriage suicide. That's an excellent name for a death metal band, by the way. Mm. Suicide miscarriage. Wow. <laughs> uh, so she goes, sets about cleaning that up. It's a big process because she's got like the old timey cleaning cleaning bucket and the washboard and all that shit yeah so she's burning some serious calories and i should mention that lizzie pretty attractive right mm-hmm. she looks like she's in pretty good shape uh she does take a bath uh which is another weird situation because it's just a big bucket that you sit in mm-hmm. in the old west on the prairie and you you fill it up with well water i guess and you just sit in it right in the middle of your living room and I don't think it's probably not even hot water, right? You have to warm up the water. I would warm it up because yeah. nobody wants a cold 
ice bucket we to sit to in. We used to have to sit in those too. Why would you do that? In Did you Hungary. not have plumbing? In Hungary. Oh, in we Hungary. Didn't have plumbing. Okay. So yes, you have to warm up the water and then add cold water and take a bath in that. She's from Hungary, so they got. I don't know. There's no plumbing <laughs> over there apparently, which explains a lot about you know her general demeanor at times. Oh. I'm just saying, man. Uh, you know, w- welcome to the United States, Monica. We have we have electricity, we have plumbing, uh, we have fast food restaurants. You're gonna love it here. Uh, so that's pretty gnarly. Now we jump back to flashback land. It's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gnarly. What's going on here? Because now mm-hmm. Emma is starting to come apart at the seams first. So in the timeline that is, we're jumping all over, and I know we're jumping all over it. Uh, Emma and Gideon. Well, Emma's really the catalyst because she's like, oh, there's something out there. There's something on the range. And Lizzie's like, are you fucking nuts? Look outside. There is literally nothing for as far as you can see. It's, there's not even a, a hill. It's just flat and tumbleweed. And there's my house about a mile that way. And that's it. So she has like a crazy manic episode one night and starts freaking out. So Gideon runs a mile, one mile to the neighbor's house and is like, hey, man. <laughs> Dude, my wife, she's, can one of you come talk to her, please? Because this is out of control. So he's like, oh, fuck, okay. They all go hauling ass back to Gideon's place where Emma has, like, barricaded herself under the bed. So Lizzie's like, all right, hey, I'm going to talk to her girl to girl. We'll get we'll get to the bottom of this. Crawls under the bed with her, and she's like, hey, you crazy bitch, what, the, what what's going on? And Emma's like, whoa, there's something out there. I saw it. It's looking at me, and... It's coming for me and crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's nothing out there, man. Come on, get out of here. So she grabs her and then Emma smacks her in the face and busts her lip open. So she's like, you fucking bitch. You just slapped me. I'm trying to help you. Yeah. So this part is particularly weird. Uh, Lizzie goes somewhere, presumably back to her cabin, comes back with a uh, chloroform rag. What do you suppose the purpose of a chloroform rag was on the Old West? You're not date raping anybody on the prairie. I think it was to knock them out. Like if they needed like medical treatment or something. Okay. Or giving birth okay. or C-section. So something. You're, you're thinking that was just came standard in like a first aid kit back yes. then? Okay. I'll buy that. Makes more sense than anything I could come up with. Or perhaps Lizzie was a uh, unwilling participant <laughs> In certain uh, bedroom activities, Isaac headed to uh, loosen her up a little bit. Is what I'm, it's a possibility. I don't know. These old what you get bored out there, Monica. You got to try new things, right? Um, so she goes. She goes back under under the bed with the chloroform rack, and she's like, "You fucking bet you just hit me." Hits her with the chloroform. Comes back out, and she's like, "Hey, man, drag your wife out from underneath the bed, and then tie her to it because she is." nutty right now she's in there slapping people i had to uh chloroform her to get her under control so that's pretty wacky uh now we cut back to present day where liz is continuing to fall apart uh like now she's getting really paranoid she's hearing a bunch of weird shit in the in the night with the wind out on the prairie and she's like oh somebody's out there oh look at maybe it's those fucking wolves she's really starting to lose it man yeah so it to be honest with you, these scenes are pretty intense because, you know, it's uh, th- this cabin is really small and the director makes a, does a good job of making it feel even smaller. When the sun is out, it's got almost like an like a overlook kind of a vibe to it where she's completely isolated but she has all this room all to herself. 
But at nighttime, it's like she's almost in a prison cell, which I thought is pretty cool, the way they shot that. Mm. So uh, from there... We cut and she, there's like a cool sequence where she's trying to light the candles, but every time she does, uh, the wind blows the the match out, and then she tries to light the fire, but that gets blown out, and then she starts like praying as she's lighting the matches, and she goes through like 25 matches trying to get the fire lit, and then eventually she just runs because she's like, "Just fuck, oh fuck this," and goes <laughs> taking off. Um, so that's pretty gnarly. Now we cut back to flak, flashback land. All right, so now we're going to cut back even before Gideon and Emma showed up. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to go back to when uh, Lizzie was pregnant. And she was pregnant. She had, like, the regular pregnancy. Everything was cool. But when when she was pregnant, she had, like, a Bible, like this little Bible that she brought from wherever she came from. And Mm -hmm. inside the Bible, somewhere along the way, she got this wildly out-of-place pamphlet about demons and mm-hmm. she would like, you know, it's like a little two-page thing. It looked like it was hand-drawn. And it had like a list of demons on the inside and some cool little Western-style artwork on front. On front. And he's like, oh, look at this, all these demons. What's up, padded room? Who is the smoking hot girl next to you, D? Your parolee. It's the, it's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Girl <laughs> yeah. wearing yeah. Her, her Breakfast Club sweater, <laughs> parole officer. Thank you for joining us, by the way. Um, so, you know, now she's like memorizing this list of demons and stuff and then she actually goes into labor which is pretty gnarly Mm -hmm. as she's like freaking out about the demons because she's got the paranoia also and then of course the baby is stillborn which is fucked Mm -hmm. but you know she delivers the baby okay stillborn uh they it was a boy they name him samuel and then they bury him but we don't know we don't know what i i kind of feel like the husband took the baby out it was just so weird. Like, I felt like maybe the baby was alive. He just took it outside and murdered the baby. I mean, you're you're jumping to some pretty wacky conclusions here. Because, I mean... Well, this... Well, when we get to the end, we'll discuss all okay, of that. Okay, it's a possibility. Because I, I, I didn't go there because when the baby came out, it wasn't crying. And she's like, why isn't it crying? Why isn't it crying? And then the husband leaves with the baby. So yeah, don't look at it. Don't yeah, look don't look at, at it. it. I mean, okay. it's possible. It may have just been a quiet baby, and then he took it out and stomped it or something like that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's uh, possible. And like I said, this movie leaves a lot open to interpretation. Uh, mm. Regardless, so that's kind of fucked. They bury the baby. She buries her Bible with it, and she's like, "He'll need the Bible more than I will. I'm never looking at that book again." So, eh, we're getting we're getting into a little demonic. Uh, territory here a little bit with guys. It's not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber fall off Nakatomi Tower. You're exactly right, James. Quite possibly the best Christmas movie I ever saw. Hmm. Die Hard. Just a thought. Um, So that's pretty gnarly. Uh, So she's like, basically what we're saying here is that she's turning her back on God because Mm -hmm. she's that bent about the stillborn baby. I get that. I'd be Mm -hmm. bent too. Yeah. Uh, and then that was before Gideon and Emma showed up. And I know this is very hard to follow. Rest assured, the movie is equally as hard to follow, if not more so. I'm doing the best I can to break this down for you. So uh, from there, um, we cut back to present day. Again, she's alone. In the Next morning, she's alone, and she's like, oh, God, what happened? I don't know. I ran off and the fucking couldn't get the fire started. Now there's a knock on the door. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Who, who the fuck is knocking at the door? It's clearly not Isaac. This is his house, right? Mm-hmm. So she, again, she shows up with the shotgun. Hey, 
Who's out there? Little old man. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm not opening the door. I saw a poltergeist too, man. Mm. I know how this goes down. And he introduces himself as a preacher. <gasps> Go. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not letting you in my house. I know what's going to happen. You're going to try and seal me in a hole in the ground with a rock and a bunch of other nut bags. So she's like, oh, oh, yeah, come in. Come on in. So he comes in. He's a sweet little old guy, or at least he appears to be. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I've been on the range for weeks. I haven't had a decent meal. Oh, what am I going to do? She's like, all right, all right, all right, dude. Come on in here and let's you know get you sorted out. Get some a meal and, uh, you know, get some kind of ready to go. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to keep moving. I got to try to get in get into town there. And she's like, look, man, you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, you still got to get the fuck out of here. But that the only other house in this neighborhood, which is about a mile that way, is empty. And mm-hmm. nobody's going to be there. Comfortable furniture in there. Go on in there. Stay the night. Leave in the morning. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. It's great. Oh, Lord. Inter interpretational movie. How do it rank on a Hagazusa? Have you seen Hagazusa? No, you Hagazusa, told me I wouldn't like that one. Hagazusa is a bad motherfucker, and there is some gnarly mm. stuff that happens at the end. Natalie knows exactly what I'm talking about. One of these days, we'll do a witch month, and that will be in it. And you're not going to want to eat for a while. Is all I'm going to say because it's <laughs> the ending is pretty gnarly. Anyway. <gasps> Uh, movie sucked ass. I give this a one skull rating. The parole officer didn't like this one. Huh? No. Not enough nudity. Is that what it was, Jesse? <laughs> I understand that. I'm with you on this. I but I dug it anyway. Um, so she sends him towards the 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 Gideon Emma um, cabin. She's like, just stay there. Uh, as soon as the sun goes down, don't open the fucking door, especially if somebody knocks mm-hmm. on the door. Do not open it. No. And he's like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, it's very scary. No. He's like, just trust me on this, dude. It's, things get a little weird out here at night. So he goes, mm-hmm. and everything's cool for a, for a few minutes. And she's like, okay. Looks out the window at night, sees the lights are on at the cabin. She's like, okay, he's over there. That's kind of cool. I'm not totally alone. Um, and then she goes to bed. Fast forward a couple hours. Mm-hmm. He comes knocking on the door. Oh, Miss Lizzie, Miss Lizzie, you have to let me in. There's something out here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh yeah there is and it might be you motherfucker so she points the gun at him and she's like walk your ass over to the window so i can see you so he does and she opens the window and it's him and he looks very rattled and she's like okay yeah come on get in here hurry up so he go he comes in and she's like all right what's going on it's like there's something out there it's chasing me Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought it was going to be safe in the cabin but and he sits down and she's like looking out the window okay what happened what happened where'd it go did you see it did you see what it looked like and he's like no uh it's it's scary though when emma saw it she didn't she she reacted the same way right you just fucked up, my man, because Lizzie never told you about Emma or gave you the name Emma or you shouldn't know anything about that shit. And so she turns around, she, like this clicks to her too, so she turns around and points the gun at him and he's like, ah, I shouldn't have said Emma, right? That's where I fucked up, is that right? And she's like, yeah, dude. And then he goes full demon on us, like his eyes turn mm-hmm. black and like brimstone starts coming off him and he's like, <laughs> I was having so much fun toying mm-hmm. with you. And then she's like, dude, I'm going to blast you, bitch. So what the fuck? And then he just like crumbles to ash. And she's like, got to go. Goes running out into the night. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was pretty fucking scary, dude. Yeah. And that was, probably, that was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. 
so I think what happened what happened is she just ran straight across the the prairie to Gideon's place, shacked up there, locked the doors, and like barricaded herself in for the night. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. while she's barricaded in over there, she like you know does a little snooping and pooping uh, through Emma's old uh, books and stuff. Comes across a diary. Uh oh, this mm-hmm. is about to get juicy. Because she starts uh, flipping through the diary. Never mind the demonic preacher that's roaming the open prairie out there. <laughs> we found ourselves a diary full of juicy sex stuff. And wouldn't you know, sure as shit, the baby that uh, that got delivered out of the corpse was Isaac's. Mm-hmm. So at some point, Isaac and Emma got down uh, without Lizzie's knowledge, uh-huh. which has got to be incredibly difficult to do, considering you live... Uh, in a neighborhood of four people with nothing in between. Where do you even do that? What do you get? Meet me behind the, the big rock. How do you ha- how do you Well, he was out? going over there to help all the time. Right, but her husband would be there too. I think the husband like went out for fire of wood and stuff because okay. he was too stupid. All right. Well, there you have it. So, well, yeah. That, he well, was, it takes two minutes, right? I mean, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, not gonna touch that one because the parole <laughs> officer is watching, so I don't know anything about anything. Uh, regardless, so that pissed her right off, and she's like, "Oh, you fucking fuck, fuck face." Uh, cut to the next morning, she goes back to the her house, passes the dead body of the preacher on the way. Mm-hmm. Now, um, preacher dead clearly uh, has like black veins coming through him, which mm-hmm. is pretty gross. So we're like. Is he really dead, or is he just yeah. like a zombie demon situation? I don't even know, but it's pretty gnarly. She just walks right past him like it's nothing, goes back to her place. Now she's pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple hours go by, and now here comes Isaac back from his uh, foray to the city or whatever it was. And he's like, hey, she draws the gun on him right away. Boom. And she's like, is it really you? And he's like, hey, it's me. It's me. Let's put the gun down. What's going on? Uh, mm-hmm. Now, she doesn't let on immediately that she knows what happened between Isaac and Emma. Mm-hmm. And she's, at this point, I figure she's dehydrated. She started huffing her own um, chloroform or whatever the shit that was to knock herself out. Uh, and she's paranoid, dehydrated, uh, sleep deprived. Uh, she's Her mind is playing all kinds of tricks on her. So who knows what she's actually looking at. Does that at. say Damon? That says Damon Baird Swarm Hunter. Hi there. What's up, Damon Baird, Swarm Hunter? Never blow Good. in the hole. Never blow in the hole when it's your wife. Pull out. When it's not your when wife. It's not, that's solid advice, parole officer. Or wear condoms. We have those these days. They're great. Um, so now she's like about to shoot her husband. But then she collapses from exhaustion. He takes her back inside. Uh, while she's like coming to... He's like rifling through, he finds, uh, what's her name, um, Emma's diary mm-hmm. on her, and he's like, oh shit, she knows Woo. a lot more about what's going on. Uh, oh, well, thank, I'm glad you enjoy the Nightbreed poster there, Chris. Uh, so he's kind of freaking out too, because now she knows. Mm-hmm. So she wakes up and she's like, you fucking fuckface. That was your kid that I pulled out yeah. of the corpse. You were cheating on me with the only other thing with a vagina anywhere near here, you son of a bitch. And you got her pregnant, you piece of shit. So fuck your face. Uh, get out of here. And he's like, 
Hey, man, you're freaking out for nothing. Uh, she was crazy. You know she was crazy. She slapped you when you chloroformed her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you're mad at me for. She's probably having some kind of fantasy. And he, like, leans in to, like, hey, you know, calm the hell down. And she shanks him right in the neck with a piece of glass. Isaac is now out of the equation. Yay. That really sucks. Uh, Lizzie gets up. Oh, what do you mean, yay? Well, he, he didn't see the neighbor. I know, but there's nothing else to do out there, Monica. <laughs> of course he did. I'm ro- I was rooting for Isaac, and not not because uh, he slept with the neighbor, but he seemed like a good dude. Other than that, and I don't really fault. Well, whatever. I'm not going to get into my fucking beliefs. He's going to get me in trouble. Uh, so that's pretty gnarly. He's now out of the equation. She mm-hmm. gets up and starts staggering around, and now we get another flashback that is going to kind of solidify what what may or may not have actually happened here uh on the night that um lizzie uh or that uh emma supposedly shot herself she was out dancing around like some kind of a sprite on the range and she woke lizzie up and lizzie went out there and at this point emma's about Mm -hmm. nine months pregnant so lizzie takes her her shotgun out there because she doesn't know what the fuck's going on and uh, basically what happened, I'm making a very long story short, is that uh, Emma confessed to Lizzie that it was Isaac's kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, oh, he's going to leave you and we're going to be together. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, oh, don't worry. Gideon will be here. You too, maybe. I don't know. But me and Isaac are taking off. So uh, sorry. Uh, but be happy for me because I'm so happy. Look at me. I'm pregnant and we're going to take off now. And she's like, you ain't going nowhere, bitch. And she blasts her right in the face with a shotgun, kills her. Props the body up with the shotgun and makes it look like a suicide. Uh, Gideon finds the body a few minutes later. She's long dead and so is the baby at this point. But he freaks right out. He's like, oh my God, she killed herself. we got to save the baby. And then that's when they picked her up and carried her back. And Lizzie's like, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I just woke up. Oh, what's this? A dead lady with a baby? Oh, whoa, what happened? What? <laughs> I better try to save the baby. And then they, she started with the season. And then that's basically where the movie started. And that is what I presume to be the truth of this movie because I, that, that makes the most sense to me, right? Mm. Finished playing Gears 5, Horde Got, Weapon Strikes, Ugly Christmas Sweater, Survived 100 Waves. Good job, Damon. Well done on the Gears of War stuff. Uh, and that's The Wind. What did you think of The Wind, Monica? Uh, I watched it twice. Okay. Monica has some ulterior theories as to what actually happened here. Let's hear it. I, okay, so the first part was the scene where she got scratched by the wolf. Right. I figured the infection set in. Okay. And she started hallucinating. The whole shit. Yes. Okay, but that happened after the uh, dead dead. But baby. we don't even know if that really happened. Well, on on the on the original timeline, it would have because... Uh, the two husbands were gone when the wolves came, right? But did it really happen? Or did the wolves come at all? But because we, we never see the wolves again in the whole movie. They could be hallucinations. But we did also like skim over the part where when hubby finally came home, she was laying in bed and he she was sweating. She had the fever and he was like... That's true. Dapping her head, drying her off. That's true. Stuff. So she, And then... The other one could very well be that she just lost her mind after she lost her baby. Okay. And all of this did not even happen. Well, that would, It was all in her head. See, the, the very last scene of the movie is very strange because after uh, she realizes that she killed her husband, mm-hmm. um, 
she walks outside and she just kind of like sits down in the dirt and then the camera pans back and for a second she's not sitting in the dirt she's sitting in her bed but the cabin is not there so it's literally just a bed on a big open prairie and yeah. she's sitting on it but then it like pans in on her eyeball and then it pans out again and then the bed is gone and the cabin is gone mm-hmm. and she's literally just sitting in a big open prairie by herself what what, you, what what the fuck does that mean? Now, I thought when I was mm-hmm. actually trying to like dissect this, I thought that it, whatever it was that was out in the night, was mm-hmm. some kind of a metaphor for isolation and what this life is like. Um, I don't know that mm-hmm. that's true. I think, no. I think the original story is what I'm going with. Uh, husband knocked up the neighbor. She got pissed off. Murder suicided him. Pretty much. Okay. That's the the best I got for you, man. I don't know. I mean, she's your ideas work too, if you think about it. But that seems to be the most plausible. And even if she was hallucinating, she could have very well have you know just killed her. Maybe she she was was, sick in the head. Well, Sherry thinks that she was single the whole time, and all these people were Tyler Durden's. Which would be very if if I had a bunch of imaginary friends, Sherry, I would have them doing the same shit. I would be like, Michelle, you are cheating on Jeff. Whoa, you're a stealthy woman, Michelle. In the meantime, I'm sitting in a padded room all by myself. Uh, yeah, crazy. exactly. Which could be true, but then that begs the question of how she got out there. What? How the fuck did she buy? What? Did, how has she survived this whole time all by herself? Maybe she did kill her husband. We don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Or it actually could And be. was there really a demon That's out what there? I was going to say. Maybe it was a demon the whole time. And he's and fucking she's possessed. With him. Could be. Or yeah. everybody else is possessed. It's deadites is what it is. Yeah. Necronomicon <laughs> is what it is, Sherry. Jesse. Yeah, we'll, not, we'll never know. Jesse, I think it was the Necronomicon, but they didn't have the full one. They just had the little pamphlet. So yeah, the er- early one. Necronomicon uh, first draft, which was a much shorter edition, and the illustrations really sucked in it, too. Yeah. It looked like they were drawn by five-year-olds. Well, that was the wind, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think it's definitely worth a watch. I do, too. I back that option. I'm with you, Chris. I mm-hmm. think it, I think it's worth a watch. Uh, mm-hmm. It's streaming right now on Vudu. You do have to rent it. I think it's three ninety nine if you're interested, or if you uh, who picked this shitty movie, buddy? buddy. It was Buddy. <laughs> we were gonna do uh, what were we gonna do? We were gonna do Ravenous? one of the other ones on the list. I think yeah. we were gonna do Ravenous, but Buddy's like, oh, I like the wind. Look at the wind here. <laughs> and of course, he doesn't show up tonight. So, son of a bitch, because he didn't watch it. He probably didn't watch it. So we all go to work late. Sorry, or he probably started watching it and then was like, oh, it's kind of boring. Go watch something else. And then now we're here by ourselves. <laughs> and it's windy outside, too, which is kind of makes us kind of creepy. All right, inmates, uh, I say it's worth a watch. Yeah, I would lo- definitely. If you guys get a chance, mm-hmm. check this movie out. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Tell us what you think happened. Exactly. Um, mental health hotline, area code 775-387-0275. Uh, the email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Check that out. Let us know how you think this fucking movie ended. And uh, maybe it was a wolf scratch or a yeah. something. We would like to know. Flesh-eating virus or just isolation and mm-hmm. being a crazy bitch on the prairie. That's what they should have called the movie, Crazy Bitch on the Prairie. 
Little House on the Prairie. This is like the <laughs> shitty sequel. <laughs> Crazy Lady on the Prairie. All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, PaddedRoomPodcast.com is where mm-hmm. you find everything you need to know about us, the various other podcasts we do here at the network. And uh, anything. What are we doing? Now? Oh, bone, jo- join us next week for Bone Tomahawk. Uh, there will be a Christmas Eve show. There's a good chance it's just going to be me, though, because she wants to celebrate the holiday or something. So, <laughs> whatever, dude. I mean, if that's what you're into, then <laughs> don't mind me. I'll just be here all by myself. Great. Y'all do the best movie when I'm not here. I didn't set this schedule. Tony did, so blame him. He said, Christmas Eve. Celebrate it by splitting a cowboy's taint in half. Woo, I'll be listening. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here Christmas Eve for Bone Tomahawk.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Yes. Monica. Yes. Uh, don't let anybody ever convince you to buy a home on the range. Well, actually, for you, it might work out. Yeah. Because that would give your dogs <laughs> yeah. enough room to actually find... And they'll, uh, they'll probably do all the hunting and trapping for you, right? Yeah, probably. Assuming they save you any, because they just might eat the whole goddamn yeah. cow or whatever <laughs> on the spot. But it will probably say you might actually get to keep some of your furniture. Right? That way, which yeah. would be a nice touch, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, me? No. I'm not I'm not going to live on the range. Um, I would need. I might do it by myself. Mm-hmm. But I would need four or five of those real sex dolls. You know oh, okay. About? Yeah. I feel like if I go out there with my wife and kids, uh-huh. I'm going to Jack Torrance them at some yeah. point. I'm going to be like, <gasps> either that or I'm just going to run screaming out into the wilderness to get probably eaten by coyotes or whatever. Probably. So I'll take a couple of those sex dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer high-speed internet access, a Netflix account. <laughs> I could I could do it for a while. I yeah, it, you know, three four years. I could do it if I had a nice looking like a uh, butler or a ranch hand. You're gonna kill him. You're gonna kill him at some point. No. Yeah, you're gonna be. You're gonna accuse him of cheating on you <laughs> with a with a cactus or something like. That. I saw the way you were looking at that cactus. You son of a bitch. Get in the house. Get in the house. And he's like, it's a cactus. I know it's a cactus. You fucker. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> I'm paying you for this. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna get it's gonna get weird, Monica. Is all I'm saying. Speaking of weird, are you ready to get into the Terra Dome? Yes. Let's do that. Let's do it. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna bash him right the fuck in. <laughs> kill you all. <laughs> That's why I get crazy. Kill you all. Let's dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotionless face, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Welcome to the Terradome. We're going to start it off with last week's winners in singles competition. We had the Mummy versus Michael Myers. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, we got to turn that way. The killer approached from behind, expecting to get the better of his prey. But as he drew closer, the scarabs began up his legs. Before he was within arm's reach, 
He was covered in the insects, biting, chewing, and gnashing their way through Michael Myers. With a vote of 7-0, to zero, the mummy advances over Michael Myers, Monica. Awesome. I like that. I yeah. was he was I was thinking maybe he would go all the way. Uh, uh not to be. Who did somebody have him this year? I think somebody did. Not to be this year uh, for him. It was not me. It was actually No one. Nobody. Nobody took Michael Myers yeah. this year. Alright. That's because of that shitty remake. It was not it wasn't a remake. Okay. It was a sequel, and it wasn't that bad, <laughs> I didn't think. Uh, regardless, right on. Let's take a look at the teams competition. Team's competition, we had the Critters versus the Witches. The ladies' chanting began to intensify as the creatures laid siege to the cabin. Doors and windows rattled and wood splintered under wave after wave of the small black aliens. Then the vortex appeared, just outside the tree line. The ladies stood resolute as the fur balls were sucked in in giant clumps. Then the vortex vanished, and the night was silent again. With a vote of 5-2, to two, the witches advance over the critters. Sorry, Tom Hardy. He had the <laughs> critters, right? He did. Sorry, Tom Hardy. Sorry, Tom. That'll do on the critters. Oh. I could see that going either way, though. I like the critters. Yeah. When they're not, uh, you know, when they're not having sex with humans or whatever. <laughs> Whatever the shit they were up to in that ridiculous series. They had like a President Trump critter. Oh, I never watched don't, it. Don't I, bother. Good thing. I mean, it was cool because the episodes were like 10 minutes a piece. Uh-huh. But yeah, you don't need that shit. Yeah. Plus, they were like the size of uh, like great big bowling balls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember seeing that. They're supposed to be about about the size of a softball. Or great yeah, critter, they're right? little critters. Yeah, come on, man. They can't be all giant critters. All right, let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? Mm-hmm. Singles competition. We are in the Inferno Conference round 12. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at reading or writing. <coughs> New York is a devious and lawless place, a staggering sea of humanity that has become so swollen with its own filth that barely any crime goes noticed, no matter how insidious. In times like this, in places like this, mm. Vlad finds the perfect hunting grounds. Dead bodies are fished out of the Hudson on an almost hourly basis. What's a few more? Then the city does take notice. A wave of killings attributed to a local rogue police officer hits the news waves. The city goes into a panic as local officials scramble to control the situation. Matthew Cordell, the maniac cop, accused of a crime he didn't commit and railroaded by a corrupt political infrastructure was murdered a few weeks prior while serving his sentence at Rikers Island. Now anyone and everyone associated with the Cordell case was also being fished out of the Hudson, some with mysterious puncture wounds on their neck. Singles competition, we have Dracula versus the Maniac Cop. Monica, what do you think of that? Well, I have to go with Dracula. Yeah. I am going to take uh, the Maniac Cop. I feel like that nightstick, mm -hmm. if it finds its way into Vlad's chest, that's a wooden stake, right? In a weird way. In a weird way. Huh. Right? It could happen. <laughs> okay, that it seems, could. That seems like a good weapon. 10% chance. I've got more than that. Are you sure those things are made out of wood? I think so. I don't know what they're actually made out of. I thought that the... 
but the but the batons, batons, yeah. What else? I, I, mean, I don't know. Or nightstick like or a whatever. Lightweight aluminum, maybe. Mm. All right. Well, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm going with wood on that one, and for that reason, I'm taking the maniac cop. Okay. Well, I'm taking Luke Evans Dracula on this. You wouldn't take a Frank Langella Dracula, over no. the maniac cop. What no. about a Christopher Lee Dracula? Oof. That's hard. Yeah, that's hard because I liked him. You know what? You know what? I always go back to when Christopher Lee, Dracula, is the satanic rites of Dracula, where at the end of the movie he had to feign getting his ass kicked by a ninety-five-year-old Peter Cushing, and he was selling it hard because that little old man was struggling. They were like the same age, no, almost. No, no, no. Well, if they were, then Peter Cushing had a horrible. I have to look. He looked like he was about one hundred and twelve. Christopher Lee is like eight foot twelve, nothing but muscle. All right, anyway, the team's competition. We're still in the Inferno Conference round twelve. <clears throat> From across the sea they came. They woke with the discovery of the book and hastened their sails with every page read. The Knights Templar had been founded several hundred years ago for two purposes. First, find and retrieve the Holy Grail during the Crusades of the Holy Land. Second, a much more clandestine goal, find and destroy the Necronomicon. They failed in both. But, through an infernal pact, the long-dead knights are able to transcend their own mortality. In the event of the discovery of either artifact, the Templars would rise from the dead to complete their missions. With the recent unearthing of the Necronomicon, they rise. As the book travels, so do they. With each passing day, they can feel its forbidden knowledge spilling forth, first to a professor that discovered it, then upon his death to four youths unlucky enough to stumble upon it. Team's competition, we have the blind dead versus the deadites. Monica? Mm. They're both pretty silly, really. Yeah. And uh, this would be like a good medieval. I feel like they would get confused as to whose team uh, they were on. Because they're basically both the same, except... I'm going to, just because of the fact, I'm going to go the blind dead. I'm going to take the blind dead, too. Yeah. Because I want to see them uh, actually do something in yeah. the Dome tournament. Exactly. So I'm surprised they made it this far, to be honest with you. But I'm going to take them anyway. So that's two for the blind dead. And those yeah. are your Dome matchups for the weekend, mates. Singles competition, we have... Um, who the fuck did I just say? Uh, Dracula versus mm-hmm. the Maniac Cop. Team's competition is the Blind Dead versus the Deadites. And now, while you're pondering those matchups, we are going to tell you what we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? How about Mermaid, Lake of the Dead, Monica? Yes. Oh, what are you, you're already shitting all over it. It just doesn't even sound good. It s- sounded intriguing to me. That's why I watched it on Amazon Prime. It's from 2018. It's Russian. So it's if you're going to watch it on Amazon, you're going to get the dubbed version. Okay. Which makes it very strange because I feel like they had like everybody doing the voiceovers was female. Mm. So you had like um, you remember in uh, did you ever watch the dubbed version of Let the Right One In? Oh, I can't remember what it well, sounded it's, like. It's very strange because the bully kid was clearly voiced by an older lady. 
So that could be it's very weird. It kind, yeah. of, it kind of throws you off a little bit. It's still a good show. Uh, Mermaid Lake of the Dead, not uh-huh. a, not a very good show. Mm. Uh, plenty of hot chicks, a little bit of uh, nudity in there, mm-hmm. but for the most mm. part, the story is pretty. It's it's kind of. I felt like they were trying to make a slasher, but they wanted the the slasher to be a mermaid. Oh, so. I mean, it's got the pacing of a slasher, but she's basically the creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. So there's that. That's all I got to look at, Monica. How about you? That's kind of what I thought. Well, then you were not how can you really have a mermaid killing people unless the idiots are swimming? Well, I mean, maybe if you make them like super hot and they lure lure them down to the bottom of the lake. I don't know. I'm trying to make excuses for this movie and it's not working. Uh, I got to watch a really good movie, uh, Dark Light. Okay. Have you seen the... I have not. What's this all about? Uh, Aliens. Okay. Pretty good show. Right on. Yeah. It's uh, nobody famous in it, but uh, I just, I don't want to give it away because I think you should really check it out. What are we talking about here? An invasion? Or a uh, she she pretty much her hubby get divorced. She goes back home to her house okay. in the cornfield oh, once uh, again by herself. By herself, well, with her daughter. Not no, not in a cornfield. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> and strange lights are coming through uh, yeah. the cornfield. Of course they are. That's what happens in cornfields. And fields. of course, right away, the parole officer was like, oh, people out there with flashlights. Uh, no, no, it's a big surprise. It wasn't flashlights. I would, a- I would actually prefer aliens to people out there with flashlights. Yeah. Because what the fuck are they doing in the cornfield at night? <laughs> exactly, Get the fuck out of right? here. Looking to rape somebody or something. Uh, I did watch the Henry Lee Lucas documentary. Oh, very cool. How was that? It was okay. Yeah? I just... Uh, Any crime scene footage? There are some, but his... He, he, I just don't know how many people this guy really killed. He's a because doof- he's a doofus. He one minute he lied, then one he's minute he told the truth. Fucking doofus, man! And that elaborate, uh, what, what was it? The black, the Death's Head cult, or whatever he said he was a part of. Oh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. One. But I do know that, like, once he was in prison and he's telling his stories, I was like, dude, you're a pussycat. I would, like, torment you if I was with you. Well, every time he said he, he, he they would take him out for burgers and milkshakes. That's why yeah. he's confessing up to more bodies. Uh, and I learned about this one. I didn't know about this one was the Toolbox Murders. Oh, that's a good one. The Did you watch the original or the remake? No, no, no. I watched the documentary on the two guys that were... Oh. Yeah, I guess in the late 70s, um, one of the killers was, was a genius, like a fucking genius. And uh-huh. the other one was just a weirdo. Um, what brought it up was one of the guy just passed away in prison at 79, but uh, so this weirdo met this genius in prison. I'm sorry, I don't know their names. But um, when they got out of prison, the genius went to go work at a, as a six-figure engineer and was like making all this money. And him and this idiot decide to kidnap little girls. Ugh. They liked teenage girls, and they had a murder van. Ugh. And oh, this is the toy box killers, isn't it? No. Are you sure? No, this was Toolbox. Oh, okay. They were called Toolbox because they would start pulling out uh, tools 
and murdering these young girls like that. And I'm really curious because all the people that did the interview, they said when they listened to the the tape, because they started recording the girls, it was so horrific. Like they were just left like like gutless Scarred, yeah, yeah i'm sure. like oh my god i want to hear these tapes i don't tapes. Hear that. i don't think i need to what awful torture these young girls oh, went through yuck. and then uh i watched our next movie uh nasty piece of work we won't talk about it okay and that's all i watched very cool right on inmates uh let's get into some immersion therapy then shall we Immersion therapy. Monica, what'd you think of Headhunter? <laughs> I you... made it 33 minutes oh, and you I you couldn't s- even get into it, huh? <laughs> I stopped. I knew it. I knew you weren't going to like knew. it. When, you, when I was watching this, There's I was no like... There's no way she's going to like this. I knew Darian was right. I was <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed that one. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, there's a lot of similarities in between Headhunter and The Wind. There I, is oh, totally. They oh. take place in a. They both take place in a cabin for the most part. Okay. And uh, it's a lot of isolation. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like the most. I, I didn't mind Headhunter. I'll probably never watch it again. But the most disappointing part of it was he goes out and kills these monsters and brings their heads back. Can we at least see like a fight scene or something? Because all we see is him getting all of his gear on and then taking off and then he comes back with a severed head of something. Yeah, I watched it till the part where he, he, did he get attacked or something and he like. He puts the schmutz on him and it like heals him all up. Yeah. Okay. And he passes out there like in this cabin for a little bit. Yeah. Well, here's the silly part. Okay. The the schmutz is Uh like magical. And it keeps him alive. Okay. So at one point, he comes in, and he's got the severed head of a monster, and he's really banged up really bad, so he just kind of throws the head against the wall, and then he collapses and puts the schmutz on him, but then like a, he kind of passes out for a day, and the bottle of schmutz gets knocked over, and it spills onto the head of the monster. Oh. Right? Uh-huh. Now, now what we have is a head with a spinal cord, <laughs> and it's just kind of squirts, wriggling around. And it's alive, and it's trying to attack people. So apparently, all the head has to do is find another body to attach itself to, and then it's it gets, oh. So it goes and finds the dead body of his daughter in the uh-huh. grave, and attaches itself to that. But it's just a skeleton at this point. Oh. But then he re-kills his daughter and pulls the head off. And uh, make a long story short, the thing actually uh, kills him, cuts his head off. Oh wow! And takes his body. Wow. But we don't get to see any of that. At the end, we just see him walking out, and then we see him walking in, and then he puts another head on the wall. And then when he leaves, you real hey, that's his head that he just put on the wall. And then oh. as he, you see the back of his head, and it's the monster's head and not his own. Huh. 
So yeah, I kind of felt the part that I did watch of him running in the woods and stuff happening, but you couldn't see anything. I was like, I, this is like the Predator a little bit. A little bit, except <laughs> the Predator actually did something. Yeah, you got to see something. You got something. to see something. You didn't get to see anything in this. Yeah. That was kind of disappointing. Yeah. All right, inmates. Well, <laughs> your buddy is not here, so we have voted between the two of us <laughs> and come up with a nasty piece of work from 2019. It's going to be your immersion therapy for this week. This one is streaming on Hulu. It is part of their Into the Dark franchise, so I imagine this is this year's Christmas episode. Uh, check that out. We will uh-huh. do the same and compare notes next week. Yeah. First, we have to educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Monica, hit us with those notes one more time, if you would. Uh, Let's see. Boyfriend takes girlfriend to a party where she meets the love of her life. And soon she is working for him. In the meantime, there are bodies popping up in L.A. and all their blood is drained out of them. Back to love. She meets her she meets his brother and he wants revenge by taking her out. So they fight to the end and he kills his brother only to then sacrifice himself to save her life. And in the end will she give birth to his child? Um if you want a <laughs> much less uh sparkly version of Twilight, this would be a good place to start. Oh uh, yes. It's it's basically Twilight. It's called To Die For. Uh-huh. Um and it's uh it's Dracula and he's in LA and he hooks up with a wasn't she a fashion designer or some shit? Realtor. A realtor, uh-huh. that's right. And uh, you know, you get some softcore sex porno scenes in there. And uh, the only reason you – it's one of these things that happened in the 80s where they would – everybody pretty much looked the same in the movie. So the only way they could distinguish the good guy from the bad guy is the bad guy always had sunglasses on. Yeah. And that's what they did with this one too because the two brothers looked almost identical with like their hairstyle and the earring and all that. But one brother would put those those Dwayne Wade uh, yeah. Coke bottle glasses on you. Oh, that's the bad guy. I right think there. he, and he wore like jeans yeah, and he, a flannel. Didn't he, wasn't he riding a motorcycle? Yeah, he had a bandana. Ooh, bad motherfucker, this one. <laughs> Evil bandana wearing son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's called To Die For. It's, uh, there is a sequel out there. It doesn't make any sense though, so don't bother. Yeah. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it is, uh, it's very 80s. Very 80s. I think it was made in 84, 85, something like that, but Mm. it it breathes 80s. Yes. All right, kiddo, hit us with tonight's clues. Oh, God, this one is going to be so easy. Yeah, sure, sweetie. (laughs) What do people always, oh, sorry, okay, here we go. Why do people always go off the main highway looking for a shortcut? Don't you know you might come across a serial killer or two? These fucktards are going to learn the hard way. Like the like don't leave your arm hanging out of the suburban. They might shut the door on it. <laughs> and don't trust the local sheriff's department. You don't know what side they're on. Turns out these killers feed on blood on the highway. 
<laughs> I put a little hashtag here too. Okay. Father and son duo. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, all right. Fuck. Well, I was going to say blood on the highway, but it's clearly not that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Think about that, inmates. We'll do the same. Uh, other than that, I think that's about going to do us for the week. Uh, as usual, inmates, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this. If you have time, head on over to iTunes, drop us a five-star review, and a little something in the comment section that helps our visibility. Yeah. If you feel like make, making a Patreon uh, contribution, you can find the link at paddedroompodcast.com or go to patreon.com slash paddedroompod. Find everything you need to know there. We got hats, shirts, mugs, fanny packs, whatever the hell you want. We can slap a logo on and send it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it. Monica, you got anything else on the week? No. Thanks, everyone out there. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I will definitely. Be, I will be here next week for sure for Christmas Eve. Don't know. Um, well, you're not coming, Monica. Yeah, I won't be here. Uh, don't know about Buddy. I'll be online. Okay, I'll be watching. Well, that's not going to help me at all. <laughs> so thanks, <laughs> thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what Buddy's doing. Uh, yeah, probably just me next week. It's fine. So for Buddy and Absentia, Miss Monica, uh, the wind, the wind, Prairie Homes, mm-hmm. um isolation demons demons weird sex triangles that actually sex squares now that i think about it Mm. um other stuff and uh the wild west and the padded room podcast i'm afraid visiting hours are over bye